Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smokies National Park, uh, and the surrounding towns. I might better say that right, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. <laughs> this area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and rich mountain cultures that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for around 200 years. My business is travel, but my uh, heart is in culture. This episode is dedicated to my hometown, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, which was the original gateway to the Smokies. But first, I want to make a big announcement. You know, I have a resort in the mountains called the Middle Arc Motel. Um, and it's uh, been a long time destination um, location in Maggie Valley that my family has owned for generations. We have constantly strived to better serve our guests and enrich their vacation experience in the Great Smokies. Our motel management team has done an outstanding job surviving the pandemic while upgrading our facility and adding various forms of entertainment and other services to the resort. And they will continue to do so. However, we wanted to add an entirely separate segment of our business, the Meadowlark Smoky Mountain Heritage Center with Bob Plott as a general manager. We feel strongly that this will further enhance what our resort has to offer while offering entertainment, entertaining and educational heritage related programs activities and events that will not only bring visitors, visitors to the region, but will perpetuate the great legacy of the Smoky Mountain history, music, and folkways. As some of you might remember, I first met Bob during a an episode of the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. Uh, I think it was maybe the second or third one, and he did with us. And then after several sub subsequent meetings that we had, he shared a vision for this project. Uh, and it's a vision that, that actually coincided with what I'd been thinking about for the metal arc. And, and, and we actually started trying to engage in some aspects of it. But he had a completely planned out vision because he has a deep history of writing about the heritage of the mountains. He's got five books. He's done a lot of things. So I, heard a lot, I wholeheartedly endorsed and uh, shared this vision and combined it with some of my ideas. Uh, we... I've now launched it and we're confident that we will be successful. Uh, and I think Bob is the perfect person for this job. And we will be excited and having him join there. He's a lifelong native in North Carolina and his family has been in the region for more than 200 years. And it's, and it's whom the North Carolina state dog, the plot hound is named after. And he says he's beyond thrilled to be part of this project. He sees this as a once in a lifetime opportunity opportunity to do something he has wanted to do for decades, but had never found the partner to share a common vision in honoring and preserving Appalachian heritage and culture by educating and entertaining both visitors and locals and offering them memorable, entertaining, and immersive program and event options. We can't wait to get started and have some big announcements I'll be sharing with you soon. So as you can see, we're excited and making big strides to celebrate the gate, the and the Smoky Mountain Heritage and, uh, and established Maggie Valley as the gateway to the Smokies uh, against all competing uh, uh, pretenders. <laughs> Today's guest on Gateway to the Smokies is Teresa Smith, 
and she is executive director at the Maggie Valley Chamber and Area Visitors Bureau. I think she has led the chamber for nearly 10 years. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Joseph. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. So, so, uh, so what was your journey to become the uh, become part of the chamber? Well, my good friend and first boss ever, James Carver, who owns the Maggie Valley Restaurant, called me one day um, and said, we would like for you to run for the chamber board. I was working at the Maggie Valley Country Club at the time as their property management person. And um, I said, well, gosh, James, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would even be elected to the board. And he said, ah, oh, we really need you on there. So I said, okay, put my name down. <clears throat> was elected to the board and served on the board for about 10 years. And then when the position became available, um, they asked me if I would step into that. And I said, sure. <laughs> Wow. So here I am. Fabulous. So you, you've, you've been involved with the, the chamber for uh, almost 20 years then, right? Almost 20 years. Yeah. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, I can. I can because I've been, I've been around part of that. <laughs> uh, so what do you love about Maggie Valley? Oh, my gosh. What don't I love about Maggie Valley? I love Maggie Valley for its people, number one. It's a town where you still have true Southern hospitality anywhere you go and the beauty the it it just embraces you when you come into the valley you have the mountains on either side and you drive down the the soco road and it just feels like you're being hugged so it's just very welcoming very quiet there's nothing not to love about maggie valley <laughs> you know i had um, some i had a relative come <clears throat> to the metal arc and talking about maggie valley and the metal arc and he said you know it, it feels nostalgic without feeling old. It, right. feels, it feels peaceful rather than tired. You know, it feels like re re reinvigorating and refreshing, right? As opposed to electrifying and, uh, you know, and overstimulating. So, exactly. you know, I, I think that's a, a, a great way to uh, look at it. it. It's the beauty and peace, yet the ability to do lots of things that you would enjoy. So what do you love about your job at the chamber? Again, you have to say the people. It's, it's working yeah. with the people. It's, it's being able to help not only the business side of it, because we not only act as a chamber, but a little bit of uh, all of our businesses that are part of the chamber are in the tourism business. So we overflow into that tourism side and helping all the folks that call and they want to know more about Maggie Valley. They want to know what they can see and do while they're here, where they can stay, all of that. So you get to meet so many, so many nice people um, here in this yeah. job. And it's just it's very laid back. It's very casual. Um, you know, it's not big corporate America. Um, it's just a nice, relaxing job. Well, you know, I read a reviews that you got some amazing reviews on the website, on the TripAdvisor and a couple other places about the Maggie Valley Chamber. And one of them was a family that had come to Maggie and stopped by the chamber to find out what to do. And, uh -huh. you know, they just said, well, what about fishing? You trotted out... Uh, poles and uh, and tackle and bait and told them how to get a license and you know and you just asked for I think a five dollar um, 
deposit but uh, for the uh, polls but didn't charge weren't charging for it and they just loved it and they went in and they called up and said well do we have to return tomorrow and so you said no no you just keep it until you leave right and uh and then when they came to leave they came by just drop the poll off and get their five dollars back but they found out that the hours i guess on the website had been slightly uh wrong and so you weren't there yet but they called and uh, asked what to do and and you basically said well you, you can either just leave it if you have to go real fast or you can just wait 15 minutes and i'll be down there and uh yeah, i'll give you your five dollars back and they just waited they got the got their five dollars back and in 15 <laughs> minutes and went on their way and they just loved it and that's i think the epitome of of of, uh, of of that mountain charm you were talking about that mountain culture and i think you represent it really really well uh do you remember that one <laughs> not specifically but that's the good thing about living two minutes from your work yeah you can be here quick so do you do do more do more things like that for visitors where you have like little packets that you can give them like uh you know like uh fishing kits and poles and things like that well we used to uh, we don't have the uh, tackle program anymore, but we do uh, assist them with getting their, it's called a Mountain Heritage Trout License. All right. And it's the Mountain Heritage Trout streams run along Jonathan Creek in Maggie Valley. So we have a map that we can help them identify the different public access places where they can enter the water without being on someone's private property and getting in trouble. Um, we assist them with uh, either calling or going online to the Wildlife Commission and, and obtaining that uh, license. So, yeah, cool. people love the fishing. Oh, they do. And, and, and we have little packages that they can come by and get it from the middle of the <laughs> which is right across the street from the, the chamber, right? So, um, Not far. yeah. So how does the how does the chamber help promote Maggie Valley? Well, of course, we have um, brochures and things that you can pick up when you visit the chamber office. And we produce the Maggie Valley Visitor's Guide here each year. Um, it tells all, oh, that was upside down, wasn't it? There you go. <laughs> That's all right. The listeners right now can't see it anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but we, um, we produce this every year and we mail out thousands of these. We send them to the welcome centers and other chambers in the area. Uh, you can go online to our website and request one to be mailed to your home. Um, so that's, 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 and you do, you do events like these, right? <laughs> right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I know that you, um, every year you, um, you run like uh, programs to decorate the valley, right? We do. We have the fall days where we go out and we put out all the fall flowers and bales of hay and scarecrows and uh, decorate from one end of the valley to the other. We have winter days where we have local artists come in and paint uh, eight foot, we call them skis, but they're just, you know, two by fours or not two by fours, but two by sixes um, and snowmen that we cut out of plywood they are so cute. They are so talented. The artists here in the Valley are so talented. And we display those all around SoCo Road to let people know we are a ski town. Yeah. And you, and you do, yeah, and you do some amazing, uh, you get some amazing lights put up through the town too, I think. So, yes. uh, 
we like have big light displays. And, and those lights stay all the way up through March. So I think I, I love that where it's like this sort of, you know, you do the white light so they're apl applicable all year round. So it's got this magical fairy tale sort of effect when you go through mm -hmm. the town in the winter. And a lot of people don't know, is, uh, need, more people need to know that we are ski town. Town, yes, sir. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about a little bit about the history of Maggie Valley. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Teresa Smith, the Executive Director of the Maggie Valley Chamber of Commerce. So, you know, when I was uh, growing up, I used to see, uh, um, well, I was almost grown. I was in uh, my teen years, I guess, at this point in the early 80s. And all of a sudden, magically appeared this woman walking around the Maggie dressed up in uh, a red shirt, I think it was, and a, a, a yellow uh, yellow skirt, and a, is it a green vet, a apron, something like some combination of brightening with a bonnet on it. And then, and my parents told me, well, she's inspired by the original, you know, Maggie. And so I know that there's a story about how Maggie was named, Maggie Valley. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? Back in the 1800s, Mr. Jack Setzer would ride his horse every day into a neighboring community to pick up the mail for the folks in Maggie Valley. And he decided that Maggie, well, it wasn't named Maggie then, but uh, he needed a post office for this community so he wouldn't have to ride his horse so far every day. So he wrote to the postmaster general and said he would like to open a post office in his home. <clears throat> they asked him to keep some records so they would know how many pieces of mail he had to pick up, how many were delivered, how many he had sending you know, out each day. So for about six months, he kept those records, sent those to the postmaster general. And the postmaster general says, okay, we'll let you have a post office, send us three names of what you want to name this community. And he sent in some names um, and all of those were rejected at first. So they wrote him back and said, no, all those names are taken. You got you to gotta think of something else. So he submitted the name of his three daughters. And out of those names, the postmaster picked Maggie. So we were known as Maggie NC for a long time. The valley part was added many years later. That's that's kind of cool, you know. It's a, it's a, I know it's a story that's told quite a bit, you know, uh, around the uh, around the town. Um, you know, Bob mentioned that uh, that 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 post office that the, he used to ride to was the the plot. Uh, there was a there was a township called Plot, and it was the Plot, plot. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and that, that was only five miles away. But that was just too big of a ride to do every day, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so Maggie, the the character Maggie in Maggie Valley, which I know is copyrighted now by the chamber, right? Yes. It was inspired yes. by the original Maggie. Uh, for, yeah. It was. We call her Miss Maggie. Yeah. And uh, the first Miss Maggie. There was a lady that would go through, her name was Jenny, and she'd go through town and she'd pick up trash and make, just helping to beautify Maggie Valley, keep it good and clean. <clears throat> she was first named Miss Maggie, and then we came, they came up with the uh, Miss Maggie outfit, which was a red skirt, 
All right, it's a I got green blouse and the yellow, the yellow apron. apron. I got it backwards. All right, yeah. So yeah, you were close. So we still have Miss Maggie walk walk the streets um, of Maggie Valley in the May through October, and waves at all the people, welcoming all the people. She's sort of become our icon. She's um, we have her image on a lot of signs in Maggie Valley. Of course, the Chambers logo is uh, Miss Maggie. <clears throat> and she's just a character that is so dear to our, our hearts and part of who we are. Yeah. It sets us apart, you know. A lot, a lot of people have uh, uh, little mascots in their town, like a bear or, you know, something like that. Um, uh, nobody else can have a Miss Maggie. <laughs> you know, the, a funny little personal story is I learned, you know, I started learning to draw at Maggie Valley, right? And I, I have a little bit of an art side uh, hobby. And I, I learned and I learned how to draw uh, Miss Maggie, right? Uh, when I was when I was in Philadelphia for a period of time, somebody once asked me to draw a cartoon of a woman sweeping out, sweeping those things out the way. And I did. And they said, well, they're gonna, there's a, the mayor's going to use it for his campaign to put on the side of the buses for sweeping out the, the sweeping out the bad. So all of a sudden you had Miss Maggie inspired Miss Maggie going around the buses of Philadelphia sweeping out the trash. Uh, I think that that was eventually became the mayor, John Street, I think his name was. Uh, oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny how things go places. So, you know, uh, when we were doing a little bit of a history about just the Smoky Mountains, we talked about Cades Cove, and, you know, uh, a lot of people got displaced from Cades Cove when they made a national park. And a lot of those people came to Maggie, didn't they, in like the 30s and 40s, right? Is that sure how did. it started getting that population? Yeah. They sure did, as well as the Catalucci Valley, where the elk were in, reintroduced Yeah. about 20 years ago. So when, um, so... You know, I, I was I was reading the history. I know that the, well, the metal arc's been around since the 50s, but I think the first uh, motel hotel was the Mountain Valley Lodge, which is now the Smoky Mountain Falls Lodge. Smoky Falls Lodge. In 1950. And then the Maggie Valley Restaurant, you're talking about Carver's, was in 52. You know, my dad tells a story. He used to go there as a teenager because that was the place to do in the 50s, right? He'd go right. back with his duck hair and his everything else. <laughs> uh but uh, do you think that's when tourism started or, uh, started in Maggie? Well, it, it was starting then because of Cherokee, but uh, I think once Ghost Town was established and, and was built and people started coming to Ghost Town, that's really when the valley got to booming. And that's really when it started just growing by leaps and bounds. <clears throat> that was in uh, 1961, May 1st of 1961, Ghost Town opened. Wow. Well, it's just, a, it's only a couple months older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was in, I was born in 61, so it opened up as a celebration of Joseph Franklin McElroy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not going to tell you my age. Yeah. So what was it, what was it about and why was it successful? <laughs> Ghost what, I didn't. So what was Ghost Town about oh. uh, and why was it successful, do you think? How did, you know, how did it impact Maggie? I think it was just different. You know, yeah. I think when R.B. Coburn came to town in 1960 and started talking with all the Maggie Valley people about uh, 
putting a theme park at the top of a mountain, of, of taking the top of the mountain and flattening it and making a theme park, they probably thought he was crazy. Especially a but, wild west one in the, in the mountains. <laughs> uh -huh, wild west up on top of a mountain, that's true. <clears throat> but he got it done. Um, I think the cost at that time was about a million dollars um, to get Ghost Town up and running. And just the, the first of all, the views from oh, almost 5,000 feet, yeah. number one, it was a feat just getting people to the top of the mountain. And then when they got up there, there was this whole Western town that was built a complete replica with um, you know, buildings with a bank, with a jail, with a church, with uh, the saloon, and, you know, it was just a, a western town that um, <clears throat> was up here at the top of the mountain. They had cowboys, and they had um, authentic music, and they had some Cherokee uh, dancers, and uh, just a lot of things, a lot of what we call our heritage now. Yeah, we grew up. I mean, I grew up with that. That was just part of my growing up. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, families used to come in droves, you know, uh, you know, it was a big family town there. People, you know, and walking, the, you know, walking the sidewalks, going to all the things. It was a, it was a huge tourist town, probably a lot like the equivalent of Gatlinburg is right now. Right. So <laughs> so that really made um, Brett Maggie a brand name. Uh, and very successful. I mean, there were some great uh, actors that came through there. Burt Reynolds was a gunslinger up there. So was Clue yes. Gulliger. And I think the guy that played Hoss on the on the Cartwrights, who wasn't he? Dan Blocker. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was a lot of great people. I think, if I remember correctly, my grandmother had dealings with Clue Gulliger. He actually tried to create a theater in Maggie Valley. Right? Okay. And my grandmother was in real estate, right? And uh, I think she either leased him the place or sold it to him or whatever. So, uh, yeah, th there's some stories there. He's still around, you know, he's like 92. I should, I should reach out to him, see if he wants to talk about his time in Maggie Valley. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But in the 90s, I think Western, um, you know, Western TVs and movies started going downhill. So uh, Ghost Town started really fading in the 90s, didn't it? It did, and as it was getting older, but you know, Ghost Town is the number one phone call. If when I answer the phone, it's usually a question about Ghost Town. Is Ghost Town open? When is it going to open? Um, people still remember. I hear stories all day long of, well, when I was a little boy or I was a little girl, my grandmother, or my grandfather took me to Ghost Town, and I have all these fond memories and. Now I have grandchildren of my own and I want them to have that same experience. And, you know, just you hear, they want to tell you all about it because yeah. it's so endearing to them from their childhood. Well, you know, I, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a search engine expert <clears throat> and I did some, you know, some what's called keyword research on what people search. And, you know, I, th I think I calculated that there's still half a, uh, a half a million people, 500,000 searches a year or ghost town, right? It's, it's still very much in the nostalgia. It closed in 2012, I remember that. Um, and But there's been rumors now for it opening and closing. It's been like the constant thing for 10 years now. Oh, is ghost town opening again? But I hear there's, there's some positive light. What's the news on that? Well, there is some positivity with that. It was just recently uh, transferred ownership. Um, 
and the the new owners uh, have some plans, um, a lot of, of good plans. I think they want to keep the western town, um, possibly building a hotel. Um, haven't really released tons of information on it yet, but um, it's starting to be a buzz again. All right, so we can look forward to something happening. I'm I'm looking forward to that. That that was we are. I think there's a lot of people with deep nostalgia that want to go back to there. And it was a really fun experience. So when we come back, we'll talk about the current state of Maggie Valley and what we can do there now and in the, in the surrounding areas. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. And we're talking about Maggie Valley, North Carolina, with the executive director of the Maggie Chamber of Commerce, Teresa Smith. So, um, you know, I uh, noticed lately that there's a bunch of business people putting investment into Maggie Valley. And, and I've seen a number of hotels and places becoming gussied up. I put quite a bit of money into my own motel. That, that, that Motel 19 is opened up with a really snazzy sort of uh, roadside feel that we're doing. And uh, the Smoky Falls Lodge, Lounge, uh, Lodge looks like it's uh, renovated and uh, there's a buzz going on. So I think people have discovered that Maggie's more than just ghost town. Uh, you know, 10 years later, it's gotten a renaissance. So what is Maggie famous for? Well, right now, I think, especially with the pandemic, uh, with us being sort of a remote area, people are, are flocking to places like that to kind of be able to spread out. Mm-hmm. And Maggie is known as the peaceful side, I think, of Smokies. <clears throat> so people come here to get the p- more peace and quiet, not have all the hustle and bustle of what you might see in Gatlinburg or on the Tennessee side of the Smokies. And just the great outdoors. People love being outdoors in nature. Um, it's so beautiful here. You just can't ask for any more beauty. <clears throat> Tell people all the time that we're, we're like the UPS store. They do all the ings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hiking, biking, touring, horseback riding, fishing. So we, we do all those ings too. You know, I think that uh, one thing that, uh, you know, People don't know is there's actually a lot of golfing around Maggie Valley too. There's four there's a golf, lot of golf clubs, in Maggie Valley. including a Maggie Valley Golf Club that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, Jay Creek you mentioned before is a mountain heritage stream, right? And it goes. I like to always talk about that because it goes right through my property, <laughs> and it's great fishing. Are we still the clogging capital of the world? Well, the stomping ground is still open. As a matter of fact, they'll be opening very soon. I saw their sign. They're up there cleaning, getting ready. So we'll have all the cloggers back. They still do the world championship clogging competitions there. And um, they're going to be back with all their bluegrass and clogging pretty yeah, soon. Bluegrass, we became known for bluegrass because of mm-hmm. Raymond Fairchild, who was a grandma exactly. award winning guy, right? He, I know he just recently died, but I think he created a, 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 a legacy that people really uh, live up to in the Maggie Valley, right? We had uh, Maggie Valley Opry House for many years, and I think that's going to be reopening. Um, they've renamed it Maggie Valley Hayrides. All right. And they'll right. be doing bluegrass music there as well. 
So um, uh, I think, I think, um, I don't know enough about it, but I know I've seen enough of videos about it, but the elk have become a big thing, haven't they? Elk are very popular. That is um, about 20 years ago, they reintroduced the elk into the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. They started with about 20 elk and now they're about uh, probably 200 or more. And they come into the town. They do. Yeah. I had 16 come through my yard at one time about, uh, oh, it's been probably six weeks ago now. Well, my, my, uh, my, you know, my mom and dad live right across the, you know, the way on, uh, from the motel. <laughs> and, and it seems that that field right beside them is a popular crossing point because I've been there a couple of times and all of a sudden there's a big bull moose hanging out in the yard, you know, and, you know, during rutting season, they come down through there. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing to be you know, in a town and then that close to nature right it's yeah. exactly right yeah and then uh going up in and i think the we're actually gonna do we're coming down may 6th to the 16th and i'm bringing a bunch of people and we're gonna try and go see the elk up in cataloochee valley right i think that's a great ride and drive right it is it is going back into the national park and uh once you get down there the whole the, the old homestead of the families that were driven out of there, you can still see the Palmer uh, Chapel and the Caldwell House and the schoolhouse. And, you know, you can, you know, just try to imagine uh, living there. Oh, yeah. No, you know, I don't, I, I remember Cataloochee Valley. And I remember, you know, there used to be church groups go up there and camp and right in the backwoods up there. Do they still do that? I imagine Horse camps are still there, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, I don't remember, and this is, well, I've been racking my brain trying to remember if I ever went and saw all those old buildings, and I don't. So it's like, I got I to gotta fix that, that missing, uh, you know, uh, part of it. Because I, I looked up the people who are up in there, and some of them, uh, their names are, are in my family tree. So I reckon oh. I had some, uh, some relatives up in there. Yeah, most well, of them most we went to high friends. school with a lot of those people, exactly. a lot of the descendants from um, you and I went to high school with those folks. Well, most of my folks were in Fines Creek and in um, in uh, in Iron Duff, but uh, uh, but uh, a number of them, uh, you know, had uh, you know married into families that were in the uh, in the in the Cades Cove area. I reckon that's the way most of Haywood County was, right? <laughs> yeah, lots of that. So. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm excited to, to really promote. Are we still having the Elk Fest this year? Uh, Elk Fest, I don't think they are going to be having it this year. Because I'm hoping COVID. they'll bring it back yeah. next. Yeah. Because of the because of COVID, I think they've postponed it for this year. What did they do the last time they had the Elk Fest? There was a lot of activity. Of course, it was all, you know, mainly around the elk and they did a lot of uh, the history of the elk and and how they were hunted out of this area and then brought back just a lot of activities around there a lot of fun activities for families yeah cool i i uh, imagine they had some music and all that at the festival grounds oh, yes. and that sort of thing yeah. mm -hmm. so speaking about the festival grounds that is uh we've become sort of a a, a motorcycle sit, uh, town haven't we they did uh, rely a lot on the motorcycle traffic coming through 
um, to do the tour rides, of course, on the Blue Ridge Parkway, the Tale of the Dragon, uh, those sort of things uh, throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And now we have the Wheels Through Time, Dale's Wheels Through Time Motorcycle Museum right here in Maggie Valley. That's a must see if you're- That is a must see. What is it, $22 million worth of inventory or something like that? Some it's of the amazing. oldest motorcycles and they got them all in running shape, right? Yes. They and, all uh, run. I do happen to know about it because it's right behind my motel. <laughs> so I don't Probably mind promoting it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So uh, so that's it, kind of cool. I've gone in there several times and it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. They just had Aquaman. What's the actor that plays Aquaman? He was there. Jason. And of course, we're still a, a, a big music town. We have the Hillbilly Jam, right? Hillbilly Jam is coming back in July. Is it? Yes. Hooray! Yes. All yep, right. Third week in July. Cool. That's a lot of music, a lot of moonshine, right? Yes. <laughs> and the moonshiners. A lot, of, a lot of distilleries are coming. A lot of the moonshiners will be here signing autographs. Uh, it's just, it's a party all weekend. Yeah. You know, I had uh, Dave Angel on the show here, uh, uh, one of the first ones, and he was talking about the moonshine, and he, he was mentioning Popcorn Sutton. You, did you, you knew Popcorn, right? Oh, knew Popcorn well, yes. Yeah. A character for sure. Oh, yeah. He was on, he was on the, the moonshine uh, TV show, wasn't he? Yeah. Still so. have a lot of phone calls about popcorn. Is the is the is moonshine culture becoming or distilling culture becoming something important for Maggie Valley? Absolutely, that and of course we have Bear Waters Brewing now, so we have the brewery here as well. Um, they actually brew the beer in in Canton, North Carolina, but they have a satellite uh, restaurant here in um, in Maggie Valley yeah. with the craft beer. It's also a big draw for all of Haywood County, yes. Any 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 rumors of, uh, I've heard rumors there might be another brewery coming to town. You've heard of that? Well, I've heard rumors, but you always hear rumors, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, all sorts of rumors like that. I always thought, I, I was thinking about doing a brewery myself, but I don't, I don't know how to brew beer. <laughs> well, that would be your first thing you'd have to figure out. I'd have to it? figure out how yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> But there's so, a lot of other shows uh, coming to the festival grounds. We have a lot of car shows, yeah. a lot of swap meets. We have the arts and crafts shows. A lot of it's all uh, handmade items. Um, they're doing some outdoor movies now at the festival grounds. Oh, really? Like drive-in yes. movies? Really? Drive-in movies, yes. What, got any titles that you can remember coming? Or like old titles or new? Well, no. Um, gosh, I don't don't remember the titles right off the bat um that's cool that is really cool <laughs> yeah they did that like during the off season they had a lot of you know when COVID hit and they couldn't have the uh other events they filled a lot of our weekends with the drive-in shows and then they have the drive-in music is too right they have mm -hmm. some concerts yes. I, mean, I heard about that because uh yeah, Mike the, over at the the uh, uh, Mike Ogletree over at the motel was uh, you know was uh, excited by that. So he told us about that in the first show. I didn't know they were doing movies too. That's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, we um, the the concerts were very very popular. Uh huh. Um, so tell me, there's some new news on biking biking trails, isn't there? Coming in more and more to Maggie. 
heard some of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not sure exactly how how that's going, but um, yeah, it would be a very popular thing. People want to do a lot of mountain biking. They want um, to also, you know, anything outdoors. Anything outdoors. Do we have we have some we have some bike trails, don't we? Something all right. Cool. Well, well we, and, and uh, like Harmon Den and different places like that, people go to ride bikes and ATVs cool. down in that area. ATVs are very popular. I have that um, that site called Smokey's Adventure, which is a directory of stuff to do. And uh, ATV is the number one search term that comes there for, in the Smokies. It's kind of, uh, I, I was uh, totally surprised. All right, when we come back, we'll finish up with, uh, you know, some of the you know, top things to do around Maggie and, uh, and, uh, and neighboring towns. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Teresa Smith of the Maggie Valley Chamber. So, um, Teresa, when I was growing up, we used to um, leave our keys in our car and our doors open. You know, Maggie Valley was known as safe. And, uh, you know, now in this day and world, we also got to worry about COVID. How safe is Maggie Valley these days? I think it's very safe, a lot safer than than other places you might go. Um, you just you just have a feeling of, of peace. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would um, come on a podcast and say I don't lock my doors anymore and I leave yeah. my keys in my car. I don't <laughs> think I'd say that. But um, I'm not sure that you couldn't and be okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that, uh, yeah, I think my dad sometimes forgets and he thinks he's living and he leaves, he does that. Nothing's ever happened. So uh, <laughs> I reckon it's okay. You know, I, I tell people I lived 12 years in the, you know, in the, in the, you know, in, in the South Bronx, but then I had a place in, uh, in Iron Duff, you know, and left it completely open, I think for several years and nothing ever happened to it. <laughs> um, so um, the, um, the um the in, in the covid restrictions are people doing uh you know safe you know social distancing or uh, hotels doing things to make sure there's a good standard you know good uh, safety protocols in place you know i've been very impressed with our business community through the whole covid 19 pandemic um people have had their signs up saying you know, we're following CDC guidelines. They have hand sanitizer on hand for folks. They have masks available. They ask you to wear a mask to come in the business. Uh, they've limited their <clears throat> numbers of folks that they allow inside, like for a shopping retail store at a time. Um, I've been very impressed with not only the business owners and how they have reacted to this, but also to our many visitors that have come. I've been very impressed. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of, um, you know, haven't had a lot of pushback. You know, the news always makes things out to be a a big story, but we haven't uh, seen any of of that. So I think that's, uh, you know, we made some efforts and, you know, copied from the national whatever 
hotel associations with uh, things. We put stickers on the door. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of what Maggie Valley has done because people evidently people really think it's been safe during this COVID. Cause I mean, we've seen what a 16% growth and even with two months closed, we, we uh, saw 16% growth in tourism to Maggie. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, with shutting down for two months and then coming back, I think again, because we are remote, because people can spread out, because they can feel like they can do that social distance thing um, and still get out and enjoy life and still have, mm-hmm. you know, lots of fun things to do and visit with family. And, and um, a lot of people have come here who are remote working as well as remote schools, of course. Um, they've come rented cabins up in the mountains just so they didn't have to be at home. They can have their own little getaway and still work. Yeah, staycations. Maggie Valley has some actually some decent uh, Wi-Fi, good decent uh, internet there, right? You're you're coming from the office. You're you're doing you're coming from the office in right in Maggie Valley. Yes, uh, and it's been perfect. You know, so uh, uh, it's a great place for staycations. And by the way, if you're going from New York, you can get an Allegiant Air flight within and be down there within two hours for less than two hundred bucks round trip. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's, it makes it very affordable to get get down there and get to get to a place fast. You um, see a lot of New York license tags, so a yeah. lot of people are driving in as well. Yeah, we are known as a driving destination. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people coming in from neighboring states: Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, we have a lot of Florida people that come up. Well, there, you know, we we because we developed during the road culture, a lot of our places are drive up. Right. And so yes. that makes great. That makes it easy to be contactless. Right. Yes. You, can, you know, we made it so you can come to like to the motel. You can drive up right to your door and get in, never have to talk to or talk or interfa- interact with anybody. But if you want to, that good Southern hospitality is still available at the front desk, just with a plexiglass in between you. <laughs> so um, what do you think is the prettiest place in Maggie Valley? The prettiest place as yeah. in... Well, just the part, what part of Maggie Valley area do you find the prettiest? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Because when you walk outside, you can just look around and you see mountains everywhere. You know, I have that question a lot. People are saying, well, how long will it take to get to the Smoky Mountains if I come to Maggie Valley? And I'm like, you're walk out your door, you're in them. You're in them, right? You're right here. Um, they, They don't seem to kind of understand that I don't think there's one place that's any prettier than the other because when you when you drive into the valley and you first get in your heart just sinks it's just all so beautiful all right cool don't know that I could answer that all right well um what uh, what are some of the um what what is what do you see in the future in the near future for Maggie Valley you see anything change or anything coming up that's exciting well, I think that we're going to have a great season this season. If if the phone calls and the traffic that we see now is any indication, I think people are still going to be ready to get out and do some vacationing. And um, I think that a lot of the hotels are gearing up for that now. They're starting to freshen up and plant their spring flowers and all the trees are blooming now or starting to bloom out now and um 
I just see it. I think it's going to be a really good season for us this year. It's exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yes, I think yeah. so too. So you want to uh, tell people the chamber site, the festival site, and any social media that's important for them to reach out and uh, contact you? Yeah, our website is maggievalley.org. Very easy, very simple. Um, and to get to the Festival Grounds website, it's maggievalleyfestivalgrounds.com. Um, that has all the listings of the upcoming events um, and a, a link to each event so you can find out more information on the specific event itself. Um, on the Maggie Valley Chamber website, there is a, a form, of course, we said that you can order a visitor's guide if you want to know more about Maggie Valley or you can call our office. Our number is 828-926-1687. Uh, call and order a visitor guide. Um, we have a Facebook page that we uh, post different events and, and try to promote the different businesses of, for what they have going on. The, the restaurants. Um, you we know, have we lovely share restaurants. Yeah. Yes. We have a lot of mom and pop restaurants, very, very good restaurants in Maggie Valley that you'll want to visit while you're here. Yeah. We try to, to share their specials. Um, we try to share anything that's going on in Maggie Valley. We do try to share that on our Facebook page. And it's, it's just Maggie Valley Chamber of Commerce. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, and I, I look forward to seeing you when I come down there. Looking forward uh, to seeing you too. I'll do some shout outs of my own now. So imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the past, yet modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel, a place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill the catch on a fire, and eat accompanied by fine wine or craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. There's no other place like the Middle Ark Motel in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Your Smoky Mountain adventure starts with where you stay. Uh, I also want to shout out to Smoky Adventures, smokiesadventure.com, plural smokies. Uh, that's a site of, that I have uh, created and, uh, and developed. And it's, it offers information and listings about the Smokies, places to get weddings, venues, exciting places to go visit, trail maps, books, guides. Uh, and it's the emphasis is on really experiencing the whole Smoky Mountain experience on both the North Carolina and Tennessee side. I am on the talkradio.nyc network. We have some great live podcasts on this network. Right after the one, this one is Exploring New York, uh, which I, I would beg you to listen to. It's a great show. Um, so you can go from the rural mountains of North Carolina into the, uh, the top urban area of the world. So it gets a full experience of understanding what this nation has to offer. Um, you can find out more about this podcast at gateway to the smokies .fun. you can subscribe to our newsletter uh, and follow links to various resources that we talk about and, and other books that that might be of interest to you we also have a facebook page you know, facebook.com slash gateway to the smokies podcast and there we do lots of news and information around about the area we we also stream live this, uh, this podcast, uh, and, and on there is the recorded uh, podcast as well. Um, and so 
Uh, I look forward to we'll have another great uh, episode next week uh, at um, on again on Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. I look forward to seeing you and hearing you and hopefully you look forward to hearing me and seeing me. Uh, thank you again. And it's been wonderful. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you.